Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Jack Wall for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The score features live orchestra and live choir, which posed quite a challenge during the pandemic, but you certainly wouldn't know it because it all sounds great. The score is a bit of a family affair for Jack, with lyrics written by his wife, Cindy Shapiro, and vocals by their daughter, Gracie. Jack also wrote lyrics for the soundtrack. It is always a pleasure to speak with him, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the music that he wrote for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I do love the music. It was awesome to listen through, and I, it was fun to pick up on little motives and um, you know things that repeated throughout, whether rhythmically or musically speaking, uh, was just a treat to have those things popping in and out of the texture. And um, the contrast is huge as well, because the game takes place in the early 80s. I just would love to hear you talk about just overall conceptually what your thoughts were with uh, this soundtrack. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much for the kind words about the music and the motifs, and that's pretty much all there is, music and motifs, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. how, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yes, it's um, true. And, you know, honestly, it's different in a, in a way from 2, 3, and 4, because Black Ops 2, 3, and 4, because, uh, you know, when I heard it was Cold War, it sort of, I don't know, it did something for me. Um, it sort of centered me in terms of, what the store, what the what the sort of pastiche, the background, the milieu of this game was, you know, because I grew up in that era. You yep. know, I grew up in the '80s. The '80s were my growing years, so um, you know, I feel I felt really connected to it. Suddenly, um, Reagan, Brezhnev, you know, Russians, you know, the Russian, the bad Russians are coming, and we need to hold mm -hmm. them at bay. I remember that, you know, and. Mm -hmm. um, and you know they were toying with this, you know, calling it Cold War for many, many months. And then I think it was like April or May or something. They 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 settled on yeah, it's going to be called Cold War uh, because you know Treyarch was sort of surprised. They weren't scheduled to deliver their next Black Ops title until 2021. So. Um, there was some shake up at, at uh, Sledgehammer Games, and, and suddenly it was like, oh wait, Treyarch is going to be doing the next game suddenly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we really didn't have a handle exactly on what the game was going to be called. We we knew what the story was. We knew, you know, a lot of that had been fleshed out, but not not the exact title. You know, because it wasn't going to be called Black. All we knew is it wasn't going to be called Black Ops Five, and it had to, had to do with you know the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, when they came, said, here's the logo and here's what it's called, it was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, rubbing my hands together, I'm like, oh, I, I like this. It, it sort of centered the whole idea of what the score was going to be when I knew it was that. And um, I'd written themes kind of early in February. And then when it became Cold War, they asked me to do sort of a title screen you know, piece that was only supposed to be 40 seconds long. So I, I did that, which is the first 40 seconds of the theme Cold War that's that's out now. Okay. And then 
they tweaked the opening of or the menus menus for the game, and they said, "No, we want a longer piece. This is really, really cool. We like this vibe. It's really kind of dark and dark synthy, and yeah. it's got a little bit of that '80s synth in it as well. And then it's got the the Russian choir. And yeah, let's um, let's do that. But can you make it longer, like three over three minutes?" And I was like, "Sure." Um, and there was a piece that I wrote. Um, I, don't, I forget what it's called now, but when we were making the game, we called it KGB. It's really when you're in the KGB building, there's this level when you're in there, and there's this kind of epic fight towards the end, and and you know it's a big Russian choir, and I took that theme and I sort of um, rewrote that for you know the last couple of minutes of the of of the Cold War theme, and and then I decided I'm gonna re-record this with new lyrics. Uh, that are specifically about the time period of Cold War. And because I thought that's the perfect setting for a menu piece, is let's just talk about Cold War, not about the story that is being told in the game, but just this is sort of the, this is where we're going to land in terms of vibe for this game. So, of course, I brought Cindy Shapiro in to write the lyrics for that uh, in English, and then there was this huge process of, in the time of COVID, getting all that recorded, um, which oh, I we believe can go that. into if you want. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that was the vibe. And, and the other thing that Brian Tui, the audio director at Treyarch, he and I talked about was, let's do that '80s synth, but let's modernize it. That was kind of the only sort of brief that we were, we were sort of uh, landing on for what the score was going to be. What do you mean? Well, you know, instead, you know, when you go back to 80s synth, you know, these days, what do you think about? You think about Stranger Things, right? So we didn't want to do Stranger Things sure. or we didn't want to do Mass Effect. You know, we wanted yep. to do yep. not not the sci-fi version, but sort of like a grounded Cold War with modern elements to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, drums that sounded updated or add some maybe... Other sound, you know, yeah. uh, the orchestra, the choir, wh- whatever. But just kind of a modern version of what we used to hear back in the early '80s. You know, the synth wave thing that, yep. you know, is is when you hear it, you know exactly what period, time period it was. So we wanted yeah. that, but more modern. So you didn't know exactly what time period it was. Yeah, kind of and I, I would say that was accomplished, if only because you know it's more like it's an homage. Or like it's it's like reminiscent of '80s music as opposed to as you're saying just being a straight, you know, rendition of that. And uh, it's really fun. I I just I also grew up in the '80s and uh, really have a warm place in my heart, as I've said many times on this podcast for that era. And there was a lot of great music. There was a lot of not great music, but I think there was more great music. <laughs> I think mean, it's I love it, and I love synthwave, and I love. You know, you bring in like the arpeggiations, even in the track um, "Rising Tide," which everybody loves. Mm. I think that might be the lobby music for the multiplayer. That's the multiplayer lobby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's it's a it's great, and and you've got you know all, like the synth arpeggiation in there that does, and the sound you know it's vintage synths. It sounds like it anyway, and mm-hmm. um, it's just fantastic.
yeah, Rising Tide was, you know, something that I, you know, um, hey, it's time to write the multiplayer theme, right? So my first thing is, okay, I'm going to make this energetic and banging. So in order to do that, I'm going to collaborate with my friend Jimmy Henson because yeah. we wrote all the multiplayer themes for the last four games. Well, not all of them, but we did Adrenaline and we did um, Inferno together, which was Black Ops 4. And then I wanted to do another one with him. And um, he was really excited because he's like, oh my God, I love Synthwave. Yeah, let's have some fun with this. <laughs> so he sent me a sketch of you know the first pass at it and and then I, I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. Let, let's, but let's, I, I want to modernize it a bit. Let, so let's, uh, you know, let's do these chord progressions. And, and I would sort of instruct him to do this. And then I would add some piano or, you know, other synths to it and send it back. And then he would take those and mess with that. And it's like, and then I would get it back. And I'd say, you know, this, this whole section is, you know, is is great but it, it needs more variety let me add some stuff to that and it was just so fun we had such a great time doing it and then i mixed it. i was going to have it sort of more professionally mixed you know by somebody who's not listening and maybe could really uh do it but but i was really digging the mix that i was getting so i i mixed it myself but it, nice. it was uh yeah it came out i was really happy with the mix it just came out great so um there was no need to do that but that doesn't always happen, but uh, you know, I was pretty happy with it. And the weird thing, though, to me is that, like, you know, I put I put the female voice on, and yeah. you know, I tend to feminize a lot of the music I do, uh, important themes I do for Black Ops, because I feel like the game itself is so masculine yeah. that I just want to I want I want to yin and yang it a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I always do that to soften it. And I'm always afraid, like, oh, I've softened it too much, and people aren't going to like this. And but uh, I just. I just love that dichotomy. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, just a, the only thing. The only thing is different is like for Cold War is like no, it's time for I need to hear men singing in Russian and yeah. no women at all. You <laughs> yeah. know, so there's a time for everything. You know, yes. so uh, yeah. So I was I was really I, honest to God. I was like I really like this piece, but I I don't know if it's right for Black Ops. I don't know if it, it might be too soft for black ops you know but it it um everyone just immediately at, at Treyarch just loved it and they were like oh my god this is great you know yeah so um i was like okay cool cool great well awesome. i mean you mentioned the singer so we might as well talk about her because she's in I, I think she's seems like she's in all kinds of tracks and in all kinds of varied ways and we can probably talk more about that but that's gracie wall it's your daughter and she's that's my phenomenal. daughter and yes, thank I mean, you. she's, she's a, a legit she's a professional singer. <laughs> she is, yeah. Yeah, uh, with a with a great set of pipes. So, um, talk to us about <laughs> working with her because you know that probably was difficult to get accomplished as well, perhaps recording wise or I don't know. So, talk to me about uh, that process. Yeah, that was just providence because she happened. She she's uh, she studies acting in London, and she would have to be home 
during okay. the week set, uh, I was working on two pieces of music. One was Rising Tide, and the other one was um, This Ends Now, which is, is yeah. uh, the piece where it's sort of like the hero shot right before the final mission of the game. You know, okay. you're on the aircraft carrier, and it's sort of like it, it's it's almost like a I don't know. It's sort of like a just your typical action movie uh, cinematic, you know. Yeah. And it, it 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 just has that sort of really we're we're gonna we're gonna kick ass and we're gonna take names and this is <laughs> this is the moment that a moment of truth and this is what what we all been fighting for. fun one to write um mm -hmm. and then and then i just brought gracie in and she just killed it you know she just yep. made it so dramatic and so cinematic with her vocal she i mean the great thing about gracie is that I, i've been working with gracie since she was eight years old i mean she wow. was on the she was on the stage of the hollywood bowl singing one the very first video games live show that <laughs> we produced wow she was eight years old she came out and sang michael giacchino's theme from medal of honor Huh. And uh, da 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 da, you know that. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she killed that as an eight-year-old. And and then later on, you know, I would bring her in the studio to do things, and you know, I would ask her to, oh, that's great, but can you do this? And she would immediately shift gears and do it completely differently the way I asked her to. She's so good in the studio. I mean, <laughs> she's one of the best singers I've ever worked with in the studio. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> And I mean, she's up there with all the great SAG after singers and she doesn't even care. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be an actor. You know, the way she, <laughs> Cindy and I always, always talk about how Gracie rebelled by, you know, she didn't want to be a doctor or lawyer. She wanted to be an actor instead of a musician. You know, that's how she rebelled. So it's just funny. You know, that's what Cindy always says. Because so. of course, Cindy Shapiro, your wife is, uh, yeah. Oh God. Just a yeah, we're like ridiculously the amazing family, to God. composer yeah. in her own right. And singer too. She She's is a yeah. great singer yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Lyricist. Yeah. Yep. My go-to yeah. for lyrics. Yeah. yeah. There's this track called Vietnamese Village, and it it sounds like there's a, a voice in there that's manipulated in a really spooky kind of way. It, no, that's actually an air who. That's Karen Han playing air who. I loved that in there. So tell us about working with her because that's that was great. Karen is such a, a great soul, you know? I mean, she's just so, like, lovely as a human being, and it comes through in everything she does. So, I mean, 
you know, I've worked on movies with her and other video game stuff. And this was like, you know, I wrote a theme for her to, to play. Um, and then I asked her to just add some extra stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. And and so she goes off and, you know, I just send her the track and, and she comes back with tracks. I think her husband records her and mixes her and, uh, you know, in, and then she sends me the raw tracks back and, uh, you know, it just worked. You know, I don't even think I gave her notes. They were just all great, you know, <laughs> wow. when they came back. And she did two or three tracks for, for us. Also in that first part of the soundtrack, actually, I think it's the track right after Rising Tide is a really beautiful orchestral track. It's called New Beginnings. And there's like a really beautiful clarinet solo in there. And um, just and that's just one example of many beautiful, intimate, kind of chamber music-y orchestral things that you do too. So talk to me about some of those moments that you scored. Right, New Beginnings is actually, it's funny you brought that one up because um, it's so, it, it really is different. Um, yeah. But New Beginnings is the be- is the opening cinematic for the zombie mode. That's oh, really? what that is. <laughs> yeah. So it sort of has okay. that uh, film noir kind of like Bernard Herrmann vibe yeah. to it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was a really fun, because I, I got to work with woodwinds and, you know, that was the other thing about working in the Cold War era is like, oh, I'm going to do orchestra with woodwinds. You know, nobody uses woodwinds anymore. So <laughs> um, I wanted to go back in time when every single film score used woodwinds and, <laughs> and make sure that they were in there and I wrote for them specifically. So that was just really fun. It was a bassoon solo. There was, um, yeah, clarinet and flute. Yeah, it was just great. Yeah. Just so much fun. Oh, cool. Oboe, I think. Yeah, so um, just to clarify, you wrote all the campaign music, you wrote all the multiplayer music, and you wrote the opening of the zombie music. Yes, yes. yes. And I do bring in, um, for multiplayer, I do bring in some additional help because I like to have different composers contribute to that. It, it makes it feel varied and different. Sure, sure. So yeah. it were two guys I, that helped me... Um, on, on, we did five sets. I think I wrote two, and then I had Daniel James. Uh, I don't oh, know if yeah. you know Daniel, but yeah. very talented electronic musician. He did two sets, and then I had Or Krebos, this really beautiful, beautiful human being who lives in Israel and, and is a super talented electronic musician as well, and he did one set. So, um, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, you know, I, yeah, I wrote the rest of the score, so. Okay, yeah, whole, that's a lot of whole, music. The whole I campaign, mean, it was about two and a half hours of music total. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of music. And you mentioned you, you started writing at the end of 2019, you said? Yeah, early 2020, and we recorded, we did two recording sessions, one in June and one the be- very beginning of September. 
Now, were those, was that choir and orchestra or how did, tell me about how the, <laughs> I mean, because it's just been such uh, a challenge, right? Oh my I mean, God, it, you're going to, you're going to induce a migraine, I think. <laughs> 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 just dealing with the choir was such, such an amazing amount of effort um, in the, in the era of COVID, it, you know. Basically, what we had to do was, you know, you can't put people in a room because um, and right. sing, have them sing because they'll get everyone. If one person is sick, everyone will get sick. So yeah. you can't do that. It's just not possible. And and I couldn't even if I wanted to do that. I couldn't do that. So yep. when I found out it was, you know, it was Cold War and I was writing a theme for Cold War, um, I was like, you know, I have to do Russian choir. You know, and I and I t- to be fair, I mean, e- to be honest, like before that, we even got into the main theme. I was working on Russian choir just because I knew it was going to be everything was based in Cold War era, which was the U.S. Yeah. and Russia, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to have that in the background. Um, yep. So I would write the lyrics. Initially, I wrote the lyrics for Bell's theme in 1981 and a few other cues. Uh, I wrote those lyrics in English myself. And I can't tell you what they are because they're spoilers for the story. So I'm not even <laughs> sure when I can release those. <laughs> but then I hired a woman named uh, Nino Sanikidze, who is a Russian national. She grew up in Russia. She now works for the LA Opera. Oh, cool. And so um, Ayana Haviv, who is my choir contractor for SAG and After Stuff, she introduced me to her. So I said, I need, we're, we're going to do some Russian. It's going to be a lot of work. But I went to Ayana first and I said, so I want to do a choir and I want to record everybody separately. And she goes, okay, well, I, I have a number of people. I'll, I'll get as many as we need who can record themselves at home. They have their mm-hmm. own home setups and we'll just record them at home. I was like, great. So she, uh, we couldn't have done it without Ayana and her connections and <laughs> doing all the homework she had to do to make sure that was even possible. So uh, wow. kudos to Ayana for making that happen. And then, you know, she introduced me to Nino. Uh, so I'd write, I wrote the lyrics in, in, as I said, in English, sent them to Nino. She translated them to Russian. And when I say Russian, I mean Cyrillic Russian, like the the funky characters that no mm-hmm. nobody who's an English speaker can understand. Then she also, at the same time, um, did a transliteration. And then Ayana got together with Nino to say, uh, Nino would then do a slow pronunciation of each word just on her dictaphone or her, her voice, you know, yeah. voice memo. Send it to Ayana. Ayana would then write it out phonetically. <laughs> So that it was easy to, for everybody to understand what it was with schwa's and and then um, you know she would do a guide track to the music you know on one part sure. and once the guide track was done then Nino would have to approve it and then once that was done then we she, uh, Ayana would get one person from soprano alto tenor and bass section to do their uh, their guide track with the music that I had written and arranged okay. for the choir. So once that was all done, I had to approve all of that and how it sounded. And sometimes I had to make 
lots of changes to it because it was like, oh, you know, I just don't like the way this is working with the music and let's change it how it works with the music and yep. all that kind of stuff. And so we went through this. It took two weeks, frankly, of a lot of work between the three wow. of us to make that work. Yeah. Uh, once we got all that done, plus the people who sang too, uh, sure, you know, had to take care of their extra, you know, all that extra time that they're putting in. Once we had the four guide tracks, then we would send out to, Ayana uh, would do the call and send out to 32 singers, right? It took about, I would say, five or six days for everybody to get back two passes of each. One, and, and we had uh, our engineer, Jason LaRocca, wrote up a, a one sheet for each singer to read. And this is how I want you to record this, you know? Yep. I want you to use this type of microphone if you have it. I want you to be this far away from the mic. On the second pass, I'd like you to turn the mic 45 degrees so it's off <laughs> axis. And so it just gives a little bit different timbre. And let's do that. And so we did that. And it all came out great, you know? Wow. And then I hired... Um, at Jason, Jason LaRocca's uh, suggestion, I hired uh, a couple of people to do the music editing. And so they would be the sort of catcher's mitt of all these different 64 different files. Oh, and wow. then he had to put them together, clean them all up, uh, set them up for Jason to mix into the, uh, after we recorded the orchestra, he would then mix the orchestra and my synthesizer stuff and uh, any, any tracks that I would provide uh, that weren't orchestra and... Uh, and then the choir, and then all that got mixed. So wow. it was a fairly complex situation due to COVID. So we did that for the June sessions. And then when it came to the next set of sessions, like I hadn't written the Cold War theme. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, okay, it's definitely called Cold War. So let's, you know, can you write a theme? And I was like, well, it has to be choir. So the only thing I did differently for the second set of uh, choir sessions was I just hired men because I wanted that deeper kind of Russian men sound. Yep. So um, all the rest of the music that I recorded with choir, were, it was just, and it was only four or five cues. Yeah, we did with just men. So sixteen men. I I actually because I wanted the Cold War lyrics to really mean something. Mm-hmm. I spent a little more time on those with Cindy. Cindy wrote the English lyrics and she did all kinds of research mm-hmm. with like Rand Corporation and declassified CIA CIA <laughs> documents from the era and just trying to get a real sense of what what the Russian perspective on the Cold War was. Yeah. Instead of uh, instead of being sort of cheesy and it's all about vodka and bears and <laughs> and you know Siberia, you know, we yeah. wanted to make it like what was what was their what was actually going through the mind of the typical Russian.
so Cindy did all that research and came up with some great lyrics, and I published those on my website. And, oh, cool. You know, in English and translated, transliterated, and also the Cyrillic. So, um, yeah, that, that stuff could be published because there was no spoilers there. So, uh, <laughs> And we did the whole process over again. It took another two weeks, and okay. yeah, it was a lot of effort, but I'm pretty proud Worth of it. Worth it, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally really, worth it. Yeah. Really worth it to have those live voices in there. I mean, that's a, totally, that just totally. can't be replicated. Yeah. Um, no, when, I, although I, I'll tell you a quick story. I, yeah. I did have one fan contacting me and goes, Hey, you know, from the beta to the final mix, you know, it sounds like the Cold War theme is really different, especially in the vocals. <laughs> like what what happened? I said, nothing happened. We just it's the same. I don't understand. And then I thought about it for a while and he goes, Well, you know, I thought it just sounded better. It sounded better before before the uh in the beta and some something's <laughs> weird about it now. And I'm like I was like, Oh, okay. So the beta had sampled choir. Oh. Not speaking anything. Yeah. And then the, the final version was with the choir speaking <laughs> Russian. <laughs> I was like, go figure. Somebody <laughs> likes the samples version better. So that was just funny. There's a ton of variety in the score, whether it's you know the choral stuff, orchestral stuff, synthy stuff. Um, it, you know, not to mention just the varied styles of you know combat versus non non combat music or ambi music. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're faced with the fact that you're going to be writing two or two and a half hours of music, how are you balancing that task out for yourself? Are you doing a little bit of ambi stuff and a little bit of epic stuff each day or are you sticking with one track through to the end or how how do you balance all that out well basically how we do it because they're you know they the reality is we're in the real world i can't just write a million minutes of music for this thing i can't i gotta keep it you know, because they're paying me per minute, and, and there's a budget. Uh, you know how much m music we can record. You know, we have to. You know, I've I've been doing this a long time. So mm -hmm. the way that I do that is, we had a budget of two and a half hours of music, and I deliver two and a half hours of music. So mm -hmm. the way I do it is, how many levels do we have? And we had a bit of a problem because the you know it started out I think with two more levels than we actually ended up with. And then they cut those because they were superfluous or they weren't helping the story or, you know, the, the sort of editing that game developers go through. Sure. It's like, okay, now we're down to this number of levels. And, okay, that's about, I think there was like 10, 11, 12 minutes of music per level, something like that. So I try to keep it that way. But then, you know, of course, some levels are longer than others. And you yep. know, I'll have 16, 17, 18 minutes of music in those levels. And some levels are shorter that might only have five minutes. Of, you know, the ending mm -hmm. levels are very short. So there was less music there. Or I might reuse things, you know, yep. um, which is totally fair game. And so the way we do it is we spot a level and I'm with Brian, and we map out, uh, we're the audio designer for that level, which uh, a few of the guys came from Raven 
on this one. Mm. And so we would all spot together and we would decide where music is going to go and what it's going to do and how much music was needed. And it just, it just works out over time. You know, you get a feel for like how much music a level really needs. And mm -hmm. so we wrote exactly the amount of music that each level needed in my opinion. And, uh, it came out to exactly what it was. And that, that's because we designed it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I always hear about these composers who write five, six hours of music for a game. I'm like, <laughs> like, why do you need to do that? Like, that doesn't <laughs> seem, you know, it just seems like overkill, you know what I mean? Like, to me, I, I don't understand why anybody needs that much music in a game. It's like... <laughs> it's a lot of music. It's a lot of music. I mean, I don't know. I'm not there working on it with them, so I, I don't know why they had to do that, but... <laughs> I think two and a half hours of music is plenty of music for a game. First of all, you don't want to write too many themes because then they'll be forgetful. You, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll forget them. Yeah. Uh, and they won't have meaning. So I'd like to have, you know, I love especially in Cold War. You know, you're telling a, a very linear, very cohesive story. Mm -hmm. I like to have the themes come back. And I, I, I kept bringing back Belle's theme all throughout because Belle is a really important character. You play Belle. Mm -hmm. And that theme, do, 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 that bit, yep. that comes out and it we end the whole game with that when, you know, the ending happens. And, you know, it's it, it to me, that's a really satisfying thing to do. And yeah. uh, even though it's different music and it's counted as extra minutes of music, like, Sometimes I, I wouldn't write extra music. I would use the same theme because I want that to be memorable. Yeah. You know, oftentimes re with repetition comes recognition, right? So people will understand that, oh, it's a theme, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. And I've had people say that to me on this game. Like, oh, I saw what you did with Bell's theme at the end. Oh, I, I really understood, like, yeah. you know, what you did with that. And there was a real purpose to that theme that, that, came through, uh, comes through towards the end if you played the whole game. So hopefully more people will see that. I just want to say what a pleasure it is to work with Brian and everyone at Treyarch and Brian Tui, the audio director. Brian Tui, the audio director, and um, you know Dan Vondrak at Raven and Jeremiah Seipolt at you know at Raven. It, those guys are all really passionate about making this game, and and it was just such a pleasure. We we had very few issues and problems, and you know I. I just loved working with all those guys and it was just great. Um, I hope we get to do it again. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just fun for me. Yeah. You know, we, it's, a, it's a sandbox that I love stepping into and playing around and they trust me, which is, you can't put a price on that. It's like unbelievable. They just allow me to do what I wanna do and they trust me and they let me do it. And it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when you get yeah. to do that. Yeah. So that would be the one thing I want to really lots of gratitude to everyone at you know Brandon 
Brandon Young at Activision who runs the music department over there. It's just they, Those guys are just so good to me, man. I'm just so happy and proud to work with them. Cool. Well, awesome score. Loved it. And yeah, just thanks for your time. It was great to talk to you about it as always. Always great to talk to you, Emily. Thank you for listening to episode 146 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Jack Wall at patreon.com slash level. There's a playlist there too. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com. Made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Hi, this is Michael Helms, host of the Location Sound Podcast. On episode 85, I spoke with production sound mixer and boom op, Chris Bell, based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We talk about working on the feature film Unearth, where he recorded location sound on set and did the post-audio work. Check out the latest episode.